Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. Enjoy. Psalm 23. We all know it. We've all heard it. We've all heard it at funerals, possibly. We may even have a poem of it or that scripture sitting on a wall somewhere in our home today. It's a beautiful, beautiful scripture or scripture verses. The Lord is my shepherd. But here's the thing. We live in a world today where many of us are engulfed with fears, anxiety. We're dismayed. We could go to the doctor We could go to our insurance company. We could get in an accident. I mean, all these things can happen in an instant that can turn your world upside down. And we can become anxious because of that. We can begin to live in fear. But I'm here to remind you today, God does not want you to live in fear. How many know that? Amen? Thousands of people each day, if not millions, wake up with untold burdens to bear each and every day, every day of their life, with which they must deal with. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're dealing with something today that you've got to face today, tomorrow. And then anxious thoughts can begin to consume you, and you can't see and you can't think clearly. How many know that? When you're filled with anxiety, when you're living in fear, you cannot think clearly or rationally. How many know that today? Are you anxious today because of your finances? Is it a mortgage? Is it rent? Is it a car payment? Is it insurance, medical, health? Is it a, is it a job? Is it fear of going to a dreadful job tomorrow on Monday morning? Is it fear of some other thing? You fill in the blank. Many of us face issues like that. And anxiety can just creep up and rob you of sleep at night. Yeah. I, I thank God I'm not one of those. I, I, I just turn that switch off and, and I'm out like a light. Anybody here like that? You know, because I know there's other people that they, they don't have a switch. They don't even have a key to turn in the switch to shut it off. It just, it's just spinning. And my dad's just like that, okay? I'm just going to admit it for him right now. My dad is a thinker. He thinks about something all night long. And, and it can rob him of sleep at times. And that's just our, our human nature sometimes. Even if you do have a switch to turn it off, there will be occasions that you will be kept up at night thinking about certain things. But here's what I want to tell you today is anxious thoughts are something that will rob you not only of sleep, but of spiritual blessings, of spiritual promises for you, okay? Many of us are are possessed with thoughts about our security, about our financial status, with what goes on in the stock market. Those of you that are nearing retirement age or maybe at retirement age, and you're watching maybe your portfolio just begin to sink and going, how am I ever going to retire to? Or what am I going to have? And if that's where your thought process is, I can see anxiousness just building up in each of you and building up. And that's a lie and that's a trick from the enemy to keep you there to prevent you from living in the promises of God. For some of us, it's not finances per se, but maybe it's simply you're worried about the future. Anybody ever worry about the future? That's a big thing. 
Many of us worry about our children. What are our kids going to do? We look at today, we read the newspapers, we read the internet, the news, we see what's going on today, and we worry, what's it going to be like in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Because it's only getting worse, right? And we know that that day when the Lord is coming back for His church is also getting nearer. Every day we're one day closer. But, but here's the point. You can't be worried about what the future holds. Amen? You cannot be worried about the, what the future holds. As far as you know, maybe you're doing the right thing. You're seeking the Lord. You're, you're trying to allow Him to guide you. But yet you can still be filled with anxious thoughts. And I'm here to tell you that that's okay. You know, we're all human. None of us here are perfect or robots where you aren't going to experience those feelings. You are going to experience some sort of anxiety. But what the Bible wants to remind us in this is that you shouldn't live there. You shouldn't just set up camp. And much like Wayne and Irene, when they go camping, they set up their camp and they live there wherever they're at. The Bible doesn't want you, tells us not to set up camp and live in the fear of anxiety, yeah. in, the f- in fear. No, God has greater plans for you than that. God wants to give you a hope and a future. He wants to fill your home with peace and comfort to know that you can trust in Him. Amen? Yes. So here, here's the question then this morning. How does God want me to respond to anxiety in this life? How does God want me and you to respond to anxiety in my life? Well, that's one of the great questions of life, isn't it? How do we handle that? Well, let's, let's take a look, but thank goodness Scripture offers us the answers. Scripture always offers us solutions right here. And here's, here's the great thing. We can always go to the book of Psalms, the book of Proverbs, and find life in those two books right there. If you've never begun to read those, those are great books just to deal with, with how to handle life in general. And uh, I, I try to read, you know, Proverbs. If you read one chapter a day, there's 30 chapters in Proverbs, you can cover Proverbs in the, in the entire month if you read one chapter a day. So try that. I, I challenge you to try that and you'll find nuggets in there that will help you throughout your life. So Psalms 23, this was really David, the shepherd boy, the shepherd man at this time when he wrote this. Many believe that he may have written this psalm when, or after the time when Saul was pursuing him. King Saul was trying to take him out. He had a, he had a hit list, Saul did, and David was number one on that list, and he wanted him out. And David trusted in God, and he penned this psalm, many scholars believe, based on those times when Saul was after him. Just, I'm trying to give you some background here so you know where he's coming from when he wrote this. Thank you. Amen. So, David also goes on to say that we should trust God as the good and faithful shepherd. Amen? The good and faithful shepherd and rejoice in his grace. Did you know, now I'm going to change the topic here, but did you know that in the Bible, it refers to you as believers, you and I, as sheep? How many know that? But it's mentioned over 200 times in the Bible as sheep. We are mentioned over 200 times in the Bible. Now here's one thing, or three things I know about sheep. 
Okay? And this is, this is not maybe directed at you, but this is what we know about sheep, okay? Everybody say, yes, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Number one, sheep can be dumb. Everybody say dumb. Dumb. Sheep can be dirty. dirty. And sheep can be, number three, defenseless. defenseless. You know, they're the only, one of the only creatures that have no way of attacking back. You know, other animals have horns, have uh, you know, sharp claws. They have none of that to defend themselves. But here, here's the thing. The Bible describes you and I as sheep. And here's the, here's the simple fact. If left to our own thinking, our own devices, we can make some really silly, dumb choices. Can anybody say amen? amen? I've been there. I've been there. Maybe you have too. Maybe every day. Hopefully not every day. But if you do, you know what? You know what? God is faithful and just to forgive you of choices and also to help you. And, and that's being, that's honesty right there. That's being transparent. I appreciate that, brother. But here's, here's what the, the Bible says is that we can be dumb, we can be dirty, and, and dumb making poor choices. Dirty in the, in the sense that our minds can become so polluted. This world right now is hooked on this thing called internet porn. This is a, it's a terrible, terrible thing out there that affects many, many homes, many men. Many women as well, but it's out there. It's easily accessible to young kids now on cell phones. Stuff that we didn't have growing up when I was a kid 10 years ago. You know, it's just changed a lot in the last few years. And that's what you got to be careful with. You got to be careful with all that. But our, our minds can become polluted and dirty if we're not careful. The Lord doesn't want you to live there though. He's also saying that Sheep are defenseless. We, we have no protection outside of God from Satan himself. You know that? Satan, the Bible says, goes out seeking whom he may devour. That's each of you as believers. And if you don't put your trust in God this morning, if you don't put your trust in Him every single day, He will devour you. He will take you out. Just like he, Saul was being used as, a, as an instrument of Satan to try to take David out. But notice that David didn't get taken out. Why? Because he trusted in his Lord, in his shepherd, the great shepherd. Amen? Amen. You know, the Bible gives us this promise of, in Romans that we know in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And we read that scripture last week because that happened to be our brother Domingo's favorite scripture, brother who passed away just a, a week ago. And um, that same scripture applies to each of you here today. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you feel that Satan is throwing at you, God works all things. Everybody say all things. All things. Even our poor choices, He can use for the good of those that are called according to His purpose. Amen? Amen. So let's look at Psalms 23. Let's take a look at Psalm 23, and I want to read this to you. So if you don't mind, let's stand together and let's, let me read this to you. Psalm 23, it's on your outline if you don't have your Bible with, with you. But Psalm 23, and starting in verse 1, says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. 
He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful six verses? I mean, you probably, I challenge you to find six more beautiful verses than that right there in the entire Bible. Those are wonderful promises for each of you here today. Amen. Now, it starts off with, the Lord is my shepherd. He, the Lord, wants to be your personal shepherd. He isn't somebody out there. He wants to be your personal shepherd. Each of you wants to connect with you. That's why we as believers say we walk in in relationship with God. We have a relationship. We don't attend a religion. We don't go to this church because of that religion. We come here because of our faith in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? God wants you to trust Him as the good and faithful shepherd. He wants to provide for you, but most of all, He wants you to receive Him as a personal Savior. Amen? To walk with Him every day, just like David did. Focusing... On your provision first, we see three things from this text, and this is what I'm going to cover. The first thing is that God is a personal shepherd. He will meet your needs personally. Every one of you here today, I listed a few things earlier, what you may be facing. He's here to meet every one of those needs. Every one, amen? David, when he wrote this, it was as if he was saying that he knew God That the God of this universe was personal to him. That's what he was penning as he wrote this. That God of this universe was personal to him. The Lord is my shepherd. Not the Lord is a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen? Amen. Do you know, this morning, do you know the Lord as your shepherd the way David did? Can you say today that you know that the Lord is your shepherd, not a shepherd, but the shepherd of your life? You know, some versions say of that scripture, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. That's another version. The version I read this morning said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Means I have every need taken care of. How many know this truth? That God will give you everything you need today. Amen? Amen? He may not give you Everything you desire or or selfishly want. But I promise you this one thing. He will give you everything you need today. Amen. His provision is perfect. Everybody say perfect. Perfect. Everything he gives you is perfectly designed. You know, the, the world will, will tell you, well, you, you don't have to be this. You don't have to accept certain things. You need to fight for this or fight for that. And, and, and if God gave you something, it was perfect for you, okay? Don't compare yourself. My point is, don't compare yourself to the neighbor. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. 
God's dealing with you one-on-one. If God gave you a blessing, it was perfect for you. Amen. Maybe you couldn't have handled what he gave that neighbor if he had given it to you. Can anybody say amen this morning? Amen. 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 We see that David, David says that a good shepherd leads his sheep to green pastures and quiet waters. That just that scripture alone right there just sounds so mellow and relaxing. Pastor Anna and I got away this week after church on Sunday. We went up to Fort Bragg. Anybody ever been up to Mendocino Coast? And uh, we had a great three days, four days up on the coast. And it was like if God was leading us to green pastures and to quiet waters. Although the ocean waves, you could hear them. And the foghorn. But it was so relaxing. It was, it was exactly what we needed to do. And for you married couples here today, you need to do that as well. You need to take the time out of your schedule. And how important is your spouse? Well, you need to take the time to do that every now and then. Amen? Amen. But here's the thing. God will always lead us to green pastures and quiet waters. He takes care of us. That's His provision. It's always perfect. Some of us may have deep struggles with our current and present situation, right? Whether, again, whether it's health, finances, relationships. You may be struggling through certain things today. But here's what God is wanting to remind us, that His faithfulness, His provision is exactly what you need. Exactly what you need here today. Amen. Amen. Can you trust Him for that today? Can you trust Him to meet your need today? Amen. Amen. Listen to what Paul said about the Good Shepherd. He said in Romans chapter 8 and verse 32, it's not on your outline, He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for all of us, will He not then, along with Him, graciously give us all things? And again, He gives you exactly what you need. How many have found that to be true? Raise your hands this morning if you found that to be true. He gives you everything you need. Amen? Here's what I want to share about a shepherd and the sheep. Back in Israel, and we were there in Israel, there's a, um, Jill was able to go on the same trip I went to two years, it's almost three years now, and uh, we had a group of about 17 people. Wayne went uh, last two years ago on a trip to Israel, and uh, one, th- one of the great things that you see is life as it was lived even 2,000 years ago. You could, you could see shepherds out there. In fact, we were driving through the, the major freeways, highways, and we saw Bedouin shepherds. They looked like our version of homeless people. Really, they did. Because they would have these ramshackle, you know, tins and boxes and just houses off on the middle of nowhere. And that's where they lived with their sheep. But if you paid attention to that scene, you would see shepherds, just like what's described in the Bible, taking care of their flocks out there. And here's the truth about a shepherd. They lead, they lead, just like this picture here. This is a perfect illustration of what a shepherd does. A shepherd leads his flock. Shepherd leads his flock. And that's what you would see over there in any place that there's a true shepherd. But here's where our Western society kind of messes it up. Here, if you've ever seen flocks of shepherds, they drive them. Have you ever seen cattle dogs or or, uh, dogs or horses or men behind the sheep? And they're forcing them to do something. 
That's not a shepherd. When you're being forced to do something and prodded to do something, that's not a shepherd. That's not the biblical model here today. The biblical model is the shepherd always led the sheep. And so that's what what the, is being described here, is that the Lord leads us and guides us. Amen? Amen. So here's a thought here today. Are you facing something today that's causing you an anxious thought? That's causing you to just pull your hair out? And causing you to go gray like me here today? is Are you in a place where you're just being consumed with some thought? Maybe it's, maybe it's a test that you're facing tomorrow. Maybe it's something that's going on in your life and you're worried about it. Here's the great thing. If God is our shepherd, if he's leading you, and you're not going to get results from this test for another 10 days or 3 days, don't you think He's already there? Don't you think He already knows that? Amen! Amen. No, I can't hear you. Amen! Amen! God already not only walks with you, He's already there. He already knows what you're going to be facing. Trust in Him. He is your shepherd today, amen? His provision also renews and satisfies. In verse 3, it says, He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. The first part of that verse says, He refreshes my soul. Doesn't that just sound wonderful right now? Especially if you're tired, you know, if you're stressed. That just sounds wonderful right now. Doesn't that sound like a Hawaii right now? Just He refreshes my soul. He restores my soul. Every loving and caring shepherd will lead you that way and will restore your soul, will help you to restore your soul. You receive that here in church. I'm, as a pastor, that's what a shepherd means. It's a, pastor and shepherd are, are synonymous terms. It's my job to lead you spiritually, to guide you. I'm not God, but I'm pointing you in that direction. Thanks. Amen? I'm pointing you in that direction. Well, the shepherd literally revives the life of his sheep under his care. There will be many times you come in here and it'll be, praise the Lord, hallelujah, God is great, God is good. And there will be other times where, oh man, I'm going through something right now, you don't know what I'm going, you know, I'm still living it, I'm going to fake it till I make it, right? I've heard that expression before, but I know, God knows. God knows, and it's still my job to help lead you there. We all have to walk that walk, amen? We have to make it through, but the great news is our shepherd, Jesus, walks before us. He walks before us and faces every single issue in life for us. God's provision for David and for us accomplishes similar ends. For example, whether it's physical needs that are met or spiritual needs that that, uh, He revives us or rebuilds us in, they're very similar. God restores us, amen? He restores my soul. And ultimately, this, this strengthens my relationship with Him. When I see Him restoring my soul, when I'm beat up, when I, when I just feel that I, I can't hang on anymore, that I've done all I can, that's when God usually steps right in. And here's that wonderful promise in His Word in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. The Bible says He will not give you anything that you can't handle, any more than you can handle. But He will take you to that point. He will take you. He will stretch you. He may, you may feel like Gumby. How many remember Gumby? Okay. 
Some of you younger people are going, who is Gumby? Okay, ask your neighbor with gray hair. So, God will stretch you. God wants to mature you. He wants to grow you. Amen? So you see, it's reasonable to trust our faithful shepherd. He will never fail you. He will never let you down. His provision is always perfect and it renews and satisfies us. Rather than worry ourselves to death, why not begin to trust in God today? Today! Today! Amen. Amen. God's faithful provision is only part, part of what He does for those who know and love Him. He guides them as well. He guides you every single day. That's what the scripture says here. He guides me along the right paths for His namesake. If it's left up to you and I, when we get to that fork in the road, we, we, we'll, we'll take the wrong path. We'll take the wrong path nine times or ten times out of ten. Let's just face it. That's, that's how it works. That's why it's so important that you begin to ask God, Lord, give me wisdom to make the right choice here. What do I need to do? How do I need to do this? Lord, give me wisdom. You have earthly wisdom, but then God will give you supernatural heavenly wisdom. How many know that? Amen. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Did you know that at night, in, re- in reference, reference to guiding us, but that at night in, in the shepherd fields, the shepherd will go around, he'll go around and say, okay, I see, I see Ed and Betty, I see my mom and dad, I see, um, I see the Sakatini family here, I see, he's going around checking, make sure his flock is there, his sheep is there. And when they're not, when one's missing, this shepherd, he picks up the phone and he says, hey, how you been? Or I send a text, how you been? Missed you? But in the same way out in the shepherd fields, the shepherd, if he has 99 of his sheep here and, and one's missing, guess what? He leaves the 99 and he goes, look for that one. How many know that? Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? That God, who is our shepherd, he's not concerned about the 99, he's concerned about that one lost sheep. Amen. He will go out, and here's the thing, if it becomes habitual, this is what shepherds do. If, if this one sheep keeps straying off, this is what I've been told the shepherds do. They'll actually go and break that leg of that sheep, because typically it's a young sheep, young lamb, and then they'll put them on their shoulders and carry them so that that lamb will become accustomed to walking with the shepherd day by day, to walking with him. Now, that, whether you think of the pain, or I, I think that that's a beautiful thing to know that He cares for you so much because how many know if you're out there by yourself, there's predators out there that are seeking to knock you down and kill you right now, spiritually speaking. There is the world, there is the enemy of our soul that desires to kill you today. And if not by the grace of God, by the Holy Spirit of God that seals you and protects you, you would be out there lost right now today. Amen? Thank you, Lord, Lord, that you care for us. That, That many of you here, He may have done that to. Maybe that was you. You know, I, I've done my share of stupid mistakes, dumb mistakes. I'll use the word stupid. My parents will tell you. And they'll be the first ones to tell you. My brother will be the second one to tell you. And uh, we'd be here all day listing them. But the thing is, sometimes the Lord has to break something in you. And you might have that limp for the rest of your life. You might have that scar for the rest of your life. But it's a reminder of what 
God has done for you, what God is doing in you, and what God is going to do. Amen? Amen. God, in the Word, it says, He guides me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. I want you to notice two things here in this passage here. He guides you and I in righteous paths. See, the Word here that He guides us... Remember I said when you come to that fork, if it's up to us, we'll make that unwise choice, that foolish choice, and we'll do something dumb, right? We could make a bad choice. As my brother said over here earlier, sometimes it could be daily. We make dumb choices. That's just our human nature. But God, when you allow Him to lead you, as this illustration up here shows, as long as you're following Him, you are not going to go wrong. You are not going to make a a wrong choice. Amen? Amen. He guides you in righteous paths. And number two, He does it for His name's sake. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what it means. It means that any good shepherd, I'm talking about a shepherd out in the field, if he's a shepherd known that he loses his flock all the time, you know, sheep are getting killed by wolves left and right, is he going to have a good name? No, he's going to have a terrible name. Nobody's going to trust that shepherd. Same thing in a church. You want to know that the shepherd there cares for you, loves you, has your back, amen, and and will be there for you when you need him. That's what a loving shepherd does. When we allow our shepherd to guide us, we have contentment in our spirits. When we choose sin, however, we go our own way and we cannot, we cannot blame God. We cannot blame God when we go our own way. When we look back and say, well, Lord, I've been going to church. I've been doing this, but yes, I chose my own way. I can't go back and say, Lord, why am I in the mess I'm in right now? I can't do that. Because God's Word does not lie. Fortunately, it tells us truth. It tells us how to live, what to do. And when we make those choices, we can't go back to Him and say, Lord, I thought you were going to be with me. Amen? Amen. Kind of got quiet there. (laughs) See, that's the environment we can create for ourselves if we're not careful. But our shepherd knows the green pastures and quiet waters that will restore us. I I just can't help but think when we were up in Fort Bragg, my wife and I, just uh, we were out in this hotel... They had a little patio overlooking the Noyo Harbor. You can see the ships rolling in and hear the ocean waves. To me, I love being by the ocean. I, I just love the water. And so listening to the ocean waves is just peace to me. It's just heaven on earth for me. And it reminds me of this scripture here. It restores me physically gives me strength, renews my strength. Spiritually, it renews my strength when I see the wonderful creation of our God, the power of the ocean, the beautiful uh, skies, the beautiful ocean. We had tremendous weather early last week, and it was no different up in Fort Bragg. It was beautiful. But here's, here's what David goes on to say, that as we go through life, God either, He guides us as a good shepherd along paths of righteousness. He'll guide us along paths of righteousness. For the sheep, for you and I here today, it means taking the right path, following Him down the right path. Amen? God desires each for each of you to lead you into greater and greater righteousness. Do you know that? He wants you to walk in righteousness with Him. In fact, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 
and verse 7, Paul says the following, God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification or holiness, and that God's intention is to sanctify us eternally, or entirely, excuse me, entirely. God, you know, and God's always working on us. Who's perfect here again? Raise your hand. Nobody, including myself. None of us here are perfect. But God is always working on us. Each of you that have kids, how many have perfect kids other than me? No, okay? I see one hand back there raised, right? You all have perfect kids, right? That's what we all want to say. But here's the thing. We know that we have to scold them sometimes. Sometimes we even have to break out the belt, huh, Papa? You know, I got the belt. When I was young, I told you I could share stories with you. I got the belt. For some of you, it may have been a switch. Some of you got the, the chancla, the sandal. The paddle. The paddle, right? Why is that? Because you had perfect kids? No. They needed loving correction. God's no different. Sometimes He corrects us along that path. But as long as we continue to follow Him, He's maturing you. He's growing you into the person He wants you to be. Amen? Amen. And then He also protects us. This is one of the greatest, greatest blessings we have from this uh, scripture here. Shepherding is more than just providing and guiding the sheep. It's also to protect them, to protect the sheep. That is one of the primary jobs of the shepherd. David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Even though he was walking and facing death, possibly from King Saul who was after him, who had a, 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 a hit list, and David again was number one on that list. Even though he walked through that, he knew that God was with him. Amen? With God, all things are possible, but God has got your back. Everybody say, God's got my back. He does. He's got, he's got your back today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Perhaps David was thinking of the attempts Saul made on him. Maybe he was thinking of other things, other people he had faced along the way that he was, where, where he was near death. But the Bible reminded him, or God's word reminded him not to be overcome with fear because the shepherd is with us. Amen? The shepherd is with us. God is powerful enough to protect us from danger. But here's the thing. God's not going to shield you from every harmful circumstance. How many have battle scars that know what I'm talking about today? God's not going to shield you from every harmful experience. What what the Word says is that you will go through things. You will go through things. God's God's plan is not to put out rose petals along your path and everything's going to be perfect as a believer. That's not reality. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that that's the way it's going to work. God is going to give you challenges, but here's the beautiful news. He walks in front of you. He's clearing the way. He's whacking away. He's going, come on, I'm coming through. And my, my sheep were right behind me. That's a beautiful picture. But if you're in front, oh boy, that's a scary proposition. If you're in front and the, and the shepherd's behind you, you're on your own. You're on your own. You want to be, just like this picture, walking behind your shepherd. Amen? Many of us here can testify that we've gone through things in life. 
But here's the, the great promise again in Romans chapter 8. Nothing can separate us from Christ during any circumstance or any of these experiences. And some of you today are going through difficult circumstances. Some of you right now are facing something very difficult. It could be with your children. Again, it could be with your health. It could be finances. Whatever it is, you are facing reality. You are facing it today. But you need to know that God has not abandoned you. He is the good and faithful shepherd today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen? Amen? He will only permit what in his wisdom is ultimately good for you. Did you know that? He will only permit in his wisdom what is ultimately good for you. That's heavy right there because sometimes we don't see that or understand that in that moment. But when we look back and say, okay, I get it. I see what he was trying to do. Anybody been there? Where you look back and say, man, I don't know how I got through that. Well, you got through it because, number one, the Holy Spirit's guiding you and leading you. And, and he gave you the strength to endure something that you didn't think you would ever be able to go through. Only one person can walk through us or walk with us through death's dark valley. Only one person. Unfortunately, it's not your spouse here today. It's not your son or daughter. It's not your best friend at work tomorrow, but it's Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. Amen? The God of life, our shepherd, our shepherd offers us eternal comfort. No matter what your circumstance is today, he's walking with you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to be your personal shepherd here today. So here's the question that I ask you today. How should I respond to problems and pain in my life? How should I respond to problems and pain in my life? Because guess what? We're all going to have it. We're all going to face it. If you're not there today, if you're rejoicing and you're on top of the mountain right now, the valley's coming. I'm just warning you, the valley is coming. And you will face that. But God gives you the strength to endure that. Amen? Amen. So how do we do that? Well, we rejoice in God's grace. We rejoice in God's grace. See, the picture here in this psalm is of God as a gracious host. He's a gracious host. Throwing a banquet, as it were, sparing no expense, sparing no extravagance for the invited guests. That's why David could say, my cup overflows. My cup is overflowing. I have everything I need and beyond, is really what he's saying. The next time you find yourself in a situation where... You're beat up spiritually, physically, and you're starting to feel sorry for yourself for that one second. Because you shouldn't dwell there. But the next time you may go there, begin to remember and focus on God's goodness, on His grace. And begin to realize all the things He has blessed you with. All the health that you have. The relations that you have. Your relationships. Your church fellow believers that pray with you, your pastor that loves you, all the blessings that God has poured into your life. Begin to focus on those things rather than on the negative. Amen? Amen. Rejoice in God's grace. And here's, here's here's the truth. The tremendous grace of God 
is evident here in this passage. This is grace in action right here. God is good all the time. All the time. Amen. He always gives us what we need, what we need, and He meets our spiritual desire every single time. Here in in closing, I'm getting close to closing here, but uh, Amen. This psalm, Psalm 23, it results in constant fellowship with Him. Let me read verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let me have goodness and mercy come up here right now. Oh, I see goodness, I see goodness, and I see mercy. Come on, come on up here, goodness and mercy. Come on up here. Here they are. Give them a hand for goodness and mercy. This is goodness and mercy. I'm a believer just like you. But everywhere I go, goodness and mercy follow me. Here they go, right here. This, you're a believer? Come on, come on, goodness and mercy. Come on, come on, come on, get it together. Come on, come on. Goodness and mercy are following me everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Here they are, right here. Goodness and mercy. I'm going through a tough time. I'm facing a tough time. But here's goodness and mercy right here. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Aren't you thankful today that you have goodness and mercy with you today? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God is so loving and cares for you so much. He wants you to have goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life. But it only happens when you follow Him. When you're following Him as the shepherd. Goodness and mercy, the Bible says here, shall follow me all the days of my life. What a beautiful promise. Let's say that together. Shall follow me all the days of my life. That is incredible. Not, it doesn't say, shall follow me on the days that I feel spiritual. It doesn't say on the days I come to church. It doesn't say when I'm only praying. It says all the days, goodness and mercy will follow me. What are you facing today? What is the challenge that you've been thrown at today? What are you facing here this morning as we begin to close? Goodness and mercy are wanting to be right with you. Amen? Amen. Here with David, rather than being pursued by his enemies such as Saul, goodness and mercy of our great shepherd was following him, just like it will follow you. Amen? And you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, the Bible says. See, when our life is centered around fellowship, around communion with believers, with our great shepherd, we will experience his presence. I mean, when when you have goodness and mercy following you, you're going to feel his presence. Amen? You're going to feel his presence. Here's a question for you this morning. Do you realize how gracious God has been to you, forgiving your sin against Him and giving you His Spirit to enable you to walk with Him? Do you realize how gracious God has been? We've all heard that expression, there 
by the grace of God, go I, right? You see something, you hear of something, and maybe that was you in the past, and you say, there by the grace of God, go I. Every one of us should should say that at least once a day. There by the grace of God, go I. God has chosen you today. Each of you are chosen and beloved. Each of you. God has a plan and a purpose for each of you. He wants to lead you and guide you. All He's asking is, follow me. Just like Jesus did to the disciples. He just asked them those words. He didn't, he didn't have a three-point message, a five-point message on why they should follow Him. All He said was, follow me. Follow me. And they began to follow the shepherd. Amen? Amen. Here's what I want you to remember this morning. It's a scripture found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. If this is you this morning facing some issue, just remember this. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. What that's telling you is rejoice in God's grace today. Rejoice in God's grace towards each of you today. Rather than become be overcome with anxiety over your current circumstance, over your current situation, allow the Good Shepherd to begin to live in your life. Allow His presence to overtake you this morning. If that's you this morning, as we close this morning, if you're struggling, if you've been struggling with anxiety, I just want to remind you again, goodness and mercy will follow you when you begin to follow your shepherd. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Father God, we come before you, Father. Lord, a great reminder in Psalms 23. What a beautiful, beautiful psalm. Lord, how you restore our soul, Lord. How you, first of all, are my shepherd, my personal shepherd, and you do not leave me lacking in anything. You give me everything I need. Yes. And I thank you for that today. I thank you for each of those that heard this message today, Lord, that they can begin to claim those promises of God, that they can begin to receive them today and not allow anxiety and and thoughts and burdens to overcome their spirit and to live in fear. But Lord, give us a reminder today of the hope we have in you, Father.